This podcast brought to you by TechSmith. More A2 is software for usability testing and user experience research, enabling you to test quickly and often, letting you solve real design issues. By PowerMapper. Mapping your site has never been easier. PowerMapper extracts links from each page of your site until it's mapped your entire site, providing you with a complete inventory. By OptimalSort. With an elegant user interface, powerful analysis, and outstanding support, OptimalSort can help you run successful card sorts better than you ever thought possible. And by Boxes and Arrows. Since 2001, Boxes and Arrows has been a peer-written journal promoting contributors who want to provoke thinking, push limits, and teach a few things along the way. For other events happening all over the world, be sure and check out events.boxesandarrows.com. TV's in trouble. It might be terminal, but Rod Neighbor and Dan Levine from Current TV urge everyone not to lose hope just yet. Using their cable and satellite TV network, along with their social news website, Current is experimenting across both media looking for a cure. In this conversation, we talk about how Current got started, the power of the community in generating content for Current News, and how the internet is allowing users to create ads for companies that could very well change the way marketing approaches innovative solutions for their customers. An entertaining and educational conversation. Many thanks to Rod and Dan for their time, and I hope everyone enjoys the podcast. Cheers. So at UAX Week this uh, the other day, we had uh, Rod Neighbor and Dan Levine talk about Current TV. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining me again. Uh, <laughs> we uh, I made a mistake yesterday, and we had some technical problems, so, so these gentlemen were kind enough to come back and, and talk with me again. Like, yes. Uh, there you go. There you go. So you talked a little bit about, uh, you, you demonstrated uh, Current TV, so um, you know, Dan, maybe you can talk to our listeners a little bit. What is current TV and, and how did you get going? I'm really good for that. So <laughs> <laughs> um, current's a, uh, it's a global television network. It's in uh, 58 million homes. Um, we're here in the US as well as uh, UK, Ireland, and Italy. We just launched in March. It's our first uh, foreign language channel. Um, it was founded on the basis that TV was still one of the last one-way, top-down uh, mediums out there, and it's still a very important medium because people are still spending about four hours a day watching TV. It has a huge influence over our, you know, our thoughts, our beliefs, our political views especially. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, for that reason alone, we thought TV was still an important medium in this day of online video. Um, it's still an important medium to break down and actually utilize the web to help inform what we're putting on our TV network and also help our viewers take part in what's going on on the television. And a lot of people might associate that with uh, associate that kind of concept with with YouTube, and maybe how is this different than YouTube? So if you actually watch the television channel Current, and Current is an online and television company, so there's more parts to it. But if you don't know about our website and you just come to the TV channel, it's almost like listening to the radio, um, where you see lots of short, three minute long, five minute long, seven minute long pieces, and the stories that you see on Current, instead of being told from a TV station's point of view, looking from the outside in, we try and tell the stories from the inside out. So we talk to the people that are involved with the stories, how is this affecting you? Um, I think a, a current example right now is what's going on in uh, Russia, between Russia and Georgia. Instead of standing there in a helicopter looking at the soldiers, we'd actually talk to someone who was a soldier in Georgia who dropped their arms and uh, you know had to flee, and we'd talk to them and say, you know, what's going on with you? How did this affect you? And they could kind of explain from their side what was going on. That's how we tell the stories that are happening from Current. That's how we ask people to tell their stories to us that we can share with everyone else. Yeah. We like to say Current's like a, it's a, like a really good magazine. We cover lots of different types of subjects. So from fashion to trends, to politics, to you know cultural trends. To, uh, Surfing championship, design, people that throw parties, people that are having babies, getting married, what's going on in people's lives all over the place. Yeah. 
So it's almost like a, a culmination of everyone, the consciousness of the, of the world in, in one shot, in two, three minutes. Do you That's like that? Smart. Excellent. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> I'm just working on a lot of caffeine this morning. Oh, so and we try good. and do the same thing on our website. So where the television network is, um, you know, it's a linear platform. There's 24 hours a day. So we do lots of editing and finishing and publishing to take these stories and put them there. We try and do the same thing for a massive audience on our website. We ask everyone to contribute links that they find that are interesting, to tell their stories, to leave webcams, to leave comments. Um, we have a lot more room and freedom on our website to be open to everyone and capture all of that. Because in your, in your presentation the other day, you were talking about how TV should be a two-way communication with the audience. And that's more about what current TV is about. At least that's what I'm hearing you say, right? That's what we're working towards, absolutely. Excellent. Cool. Um, and you also talked about sort of the thing that got you, got you going on this, uh, the Burning Man example. <laughs> so maybe you could talk a little bit about, a little bit about that. Um, it's it's not not what got current going, but as we okay. were going from our, our first website, current.tv, which was a, a platform for producers to come and we had training videos on how you can um, tell short stories, how you can do lighting, how you do compression, basically trying to get more people able to film videos and upload videos for current. Um, as we were moving from that to current.com, which is a much more open platform where you can send links, you can share blogs that are interesting, you can leave webcams, all this stuff. Um, one of the inspirations for that, especially here talking to a user interface crowd, was Burning Man. Uh, Burning Man sets things up by producing a framework for people to come express themselves. Um, there's a few rules, there's kind of some groundwork that's laid by Burning Man, and then people come bring their own inspiration, their own ideas, come and express themselves. And people, when they go to Burning Man, they kind of self-select and find things that are interesting to them. Uh, you can be into 10 completely different things and have amazing experiences of Burning Man by going and finding those experiences there. That's what we want to have happen on our website. We want everyone to contribute what they're bringing to the situation. What we're looking for is the pieces that we can go. What was the word you used? Global consciousness? Yes. Um, yeah. So we're looking for the global consciousness in current.com, and we package that and put it on television to share with the audience out there. Cool. Excellent. Because um, the, the, one, the one part of your presentation that really uh, inspired a lot of sort of uh, interest laughs and sort of uh, interesting, uh, there were a couple of different examples. One was with a gentleman talking about Martin Luther King uh, and what, it, what the interview absolute critical nature of, of his life and what it meant to so many people around the world. From that to a guy talking about, <laughs> I can't recall, oh yeah, climbing the crack, you know, a, a, and I'm just saying he's doing a fake you know, Norwegian accent or something along those lines and it was really quite funny. So it really, it really sort of shoots the gamut. Um, I actually um, think that accent's real. Oh, really? Yeah, he's from Germany. Oh, he's from Germany. Okay, well, there you go. Maybe that's why I found it even funnier than I did, because I didn't think he was German. Well, there you go. So there you go. I'll just plead ignorance. And but, he, we'll... but, he, but he does does say some funny stuff about yeah. these guys being rock climbers like Steven Seagal. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jumping from stuff. place to place. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. All right, well, there you go. I plead ignorance on that one. We'll have to edit that, edit that out later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. We'll leave it in. It's all good. Um, but one of the, one of the things I, th I found interesting was the, the current news uh, yeah. that you guys have built. And um, I was looking at it I'm like, man, how, how in the world do you piece together all of these, all of these videos? And you were saying that you have people in, in a few different countries working with you. Where, where are they located? Um, they're actually there. We have an office here in San Francisco and one in London, and so we have okay. another one in Italy. So we have people that are working 24 hours a day. Wow. Okay. Um, so we're able to take the, the, the idea that Dan's talking about. We're letting people submit everything to our website. We're actually using a social news filter, you know, not unlike Dig. Um, yeah. With, uh, but there's, there's winners on our site. So every hour there's a winner. <laughs> news and, is a game. Yeah, so we, made, we made news into a game, really. Every hour there's a winner, we pick that winner, we actually package the web content that they submitted to us into a television segment every hour on TV. Um, okay. And what we do is we take those segments, um, 
and we take the most recent winning segment and then the, the last couple from the hours before that, we're able to actually break news a lot quicker because we don't have to get a television reporter to cover a subject. We take the link these guys submitted, we pull some Reuters footage, we get a webcam comment on the end from our website, it actually turns into a pretty cool television product. So nice. We don't think it's the you know, ultimate, ultimate solution to two-way communication of TV and the web, but it's one of our first like clear path definitions for TV, and we think it's pretty cool. Excellent. And, and the growth rate is, is pretty phenomenal as well. You're looking at user participation increasing 4 to 7%. Um, per month in the first couple of years. Is so, that correct? So the the traffic on our site has been growing pretty rapidly, um, or at least pretty constantly as we've moved to open our site more, and as we've moved to include more ways to participate on our site, and as we've made um, the interaction between the website and television more clear and um, more direct. The the number that you quoted, four to seven percent, is the user engagement on our site. Oh, okay. so of the um, you know of all the traffic on our site, even as the traffic has grown, one of our questions was: as we become more open, we invite more people in. Are we going to have this highly engaged, high quality traffic that um, we had on our smaller site? And we found the answer is yes. So four to seven percent for those of you not in the web or social web space may seem like a pretty low, low number. Um, the truth is, there's an awful lot of read-only traffic on the web, and having four to seven percent of your users actually engaging in your website is a pretty, um, pretty significant number. Yeah, absolutely. Our uh, our traffic growth is much actually much much higher than four to seven percent. Um, a year ago, we were at. 250,000 uniques a month, and wow. this month we hit 5 million. So it's been oh. pretty steep, pretty steep incline of traffic. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and one of the unique things you guys did is you're sort of modeling the behavior of user participation during your you're during your conference um, presentation. Dan set up a uh, the Twitter feed, right? And so people at UX Group were able to ask <laughs> questions as we were going along, which sort of helped steer right. the direction of your presentation. Um, and, and one of the one a few we'll go over a couple of questions. Before, before yeah. we go to the questions, if Please. I could just mention that real quick. Yeah. Um, so what we were doing is we were just using um, Twitter search to watch for UX Week, which is a conference we're at. And as people were tweeting at UX Week, whatever, to see what they were talking about, um, I had noticed um, Rod and I were looking at the tweets from earlier in the conference. And as people are up there presenting, people are doing this anyway, whether they're saying, you know, man, they're so nervous, or that was really good. So instead of having that be in the background of the conference, we wanted to bring that up front and center and what was actually going on. Um, if I could do a, a short plug, Please? we actually yeah. um, have uh, word? proposed. <laughs> um, we've proposed a South by Southwest panel um, around this topic, where instead of having moderators up there leading the discussion, the discussion is kind of led by the crowd through the use of Twitter and other social network topics like that. And right now, South by Southwest is doing its um, its panel selection, where you can go on the website and vote for things you're interested in. So go look for this one. It was submitted by Robin Sloan from Current TV. It talks about Twitter and real-time interaction. What's the name of it? Radical Revolution? You probably know that. I can look it up later and stick it in. Absolutely. We'll put it in the show notes great. so everyone can find it Thank later. You. No worries. That's great. Um, and, and a few of the questions that actually came up during your presentation were quite interesting, uh, especially from, uh, I don't know, I guess social media is creating a lot of challenges uh, for us. And uh, Creative Commons is one. Um, but uh, one, one of the questions were actually asked around uh, managing editorial bias. Because of course, you know CNN isn't that uh, objective. Uh, let's just say. Um, and, uh, so, how do you go about managing that, or do you have a process for managing managing that? Um, current, uh, you know, when you're founded with a, a mission to open up television and become a democratic platform for communication, um, people hold you to pretty high standards. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, we can't be open to every voice everywhere. We have to find a way to filter that. We have to find a way to bring it together. Of course. Um, some of that we do through algorithms, some of that we do through editorial. And the method that we've come up with to actually enforce that editorial control, because it is, um, at the end of the day, somewhat subjective, 
Um, a, we have a really hardworking and fantastic online editorial staff, online community staff, um, and an algorithmic engineering team that all work together very well and very closely to do this. But on our website, we're dedicated and committed to being transparent to everything we do. So anytime we're making a decision of should we do this or should we do this, if the answer is, uh, if the question is, would you show this online to the users, if the answer is no, we don't do it. Okay. Um, so everything we do, we make a choice about what we show on TV, we don't show on TV, why we pick this or why we pick that. We absolutely show that to our users and make sure that we're comfortable with them knowing what's going on behind the curtain. Oh, excellent. And uh, one of the other questions was around uh, site and, the site and channel audience. Who, uh, who are they and, and um, <laughs> who do you reach? And uh, I mean, that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing for any for podcasters, for bloggers to really understand who your audience is because there's no real. I mean, you can look at web analytics and whatnot, but it's it's still tough to get those numbers. So, do you have do you have a method of go finding about who those people are? Do you know? Um, a little side note on that. I just Please? read an article last night. It was really interesting on. Um, okay. Twitter, and one of the reasons that Twitter is so successful as an interaction platform, as opposed to something like blogging, is that when you blog, you just send things down to the ether, and one of the things that Twitter's done with the app replies is when you send out replies, you can actually directly target these subsets of communities of friends that you're working with. Um, I haven't thought about it like that, but as a, a method of communication interaction, being able to just sub-define that so easily is really interesting. Um, hey, Rod, who are, who are you? <laughs> um, Actually, on the TV, we're not on the TV side. We're not Nielsen rated yet, so we don't know exactly who our users are, or know, or know exactly how many are watching. Um, and TV in general, that's a hard problem to solve. Is, yeah, you know, exactly. how do you know who's All watching? Problems with Nielsen rating in general. Mm -hmm. um, we do. If you ever watch Current TV, we do feedback callouts about every. You know, it feels like every thirty seconds, but probably you know every every hour there's a couple. Uh, you throw up an email address that says, "How are we doing?" Right. Email feedback at current.com. And from those, you know, I think we hit a pretty wide audience. It's sort of interesting because the network was founded on the idea of youth telling their own stories right. with a focus on like 18 to 34-year-olds. We get tons and tons of feedback messages from people who say, hey, you know, I'm not in your demo, but, you know, I really love your channel. You know, I'm a 60-year-old, I have, you know, I have five children and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, that's, that's actually, I think, what we want. Like, we hit the niche of the young youth. You're going to hit a broader audience in general. Yeah. But if we aimed for the 60-year-old, uh, we're probably not going to get the youth. Yeah, exactly. That's well, it's great I to know you're reaching a larger target yeah, audience, absolutely. though, too, right? Yeah. In terms of that, because I think there's a lot of a bias too towards you know the baby boomers not being as adept with technology as the younger generations yeah. are. But you know, I think as they as they've sort of been forced to adopt these things, they are becoming more and more fluent with technologies, and they're becoming and also people are making technologies easier to interact yeah. with as well, right? Dragging and dropping, Ajax, all these things are making things a lot easier. Yeah. You're also a, a mission-based organization, so how, how do you deal? And this has come up at UX Week over and over again. It comes up with a lot of people. You know, how do you how do you sort of deal with the fact that the almighty dollar is supposed to drive everything, and yet you're a mission-based organization? Does that does does the money from time to time push you off your mission like it does most other people, most other businesses and organizations? Do you find that to be a yeah, driving I mean, factor? Current Current is an interesting interesting uh, company because we are mission-based, and our, our goal is to you know break down the wall of television. But we're also a, a for-profit company, so right. um, but at least on the online side, we've had pretty clear leeway to do like all the creative things we wanted to do. We didn't have any real advertising on sites earlier this year, right. but we did. Uh, we did like one of the ways we try to harness advertising is to actually put it into something that makes sense for current. So like we opened up a program from the very beginning that was to let users create ad create ads for our advertisers. Oh, okay. So we had people creating you know thirty second spots for Sony, Toyota, L'Oreal. Um, it's been really successful. Advertisers have been really happy. Um, you know they put their logo and some of their um, their media up on our site, and we have people turn those into commercials. Um, commercials that your friends make, commercials that are a little quirkier and more associated with our generation, yeah. are actually um, a lot more engaging than some of those that get made by ad companies. So 
the, the, the stat we have. Our stat that we have is, uh, is it, people prefer those ads nine to one. Sounds like a cheesecake ad or something, but you, know, <laughs> uh, you, can, you, can, you can visualize that these ads are much quirkier, funnier, low quality, um, and we always, when we air them on air, we put a user's face before the, before the ad Yeah, so made by this user in this city. Um, if you want to check this out, you can go to current.com slash VCAM, V-C-A-M. Okay. It'll take you to the area of our site where it shows what people are uploading now and what's been put on TV and um, so, uh, some interesting advertising. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting too. Also, like I'm, I'm don't have a marketing background, but I would also think that this would help marketers create better ads as well. So it's it's sort of a reciprocal process right. in you terms see what of the people are interested in creating, and then yeah. it drives what you're making. Yeah. yeah, if you're open to sort of changing your mindset and how you're approaching traditional yeah. marketing. Yeah, and I think for an advertiser to have someone actually pull down the assets of your of your brand and play with it, like that's in a kind of engagement that they you know they dream of having. And one of the other questions that came up that I found interesting, um, we're hearing a lot about this obviously now with uh, you know, BitTorrents and other sites and, and specifically around current TV creating these different things, is um, dealing with copyright laws um, and Creative Commons. And I know you can't go into to a lot of detail about you know, what you're doing with Creative Commons, but you are, you are working with them and, and working with that process. Um, so we do officially have a deal between current and Creative Commons. Oh, okay. Um, it was a... I wasn't sure yesterday during our talk if we were allowed to uh, talk about this or not, but okay. yes, it's all official. Um, it was announced um, a handful of months ago at a Creative Commons meeting that we've signed an official partnership with them. Um, we haven't yet on our site built out the Creative Commons section where we're showing how these things interact and letting people download and remix these videos, um, but we are planning to do it. We do want to do that. It's actually an interesting, I think, more of an interface challenge than it is a um, legal and partnership challenge at this point. We're really focused always on our site to try and simplify things and give people one message and help them understand what's going on. And as much as we want to take this video and turn it around and open it up to the public and make everyone available to look at our B-roll content as we're traveling the world or remix some of the videos that are up there, um, actually building that into the site and figuring out where to put that and how to message it is a complicated issue. Is that right, Rod? It is. <laughs> <laughs> one that I haven't probably wrapped my head around yet. Well, guys, thanks very much for joining me on the Box Scenarios podcast uh, and, again, for coming back and, and doing this again. I know that uh, our listeners all over the world are really going to get a lot of value from this, and uh, you'll, I'm sure you'll get a lot more traffic from, from this show as well. So uh, best of luck to you, and, and thanks for It was a lot of fun the second time, actually. Thank you. There you go. Cheers. Thanks, guys.